Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. Um, we're recording through our traditional method, through um, microphones, uh, into a computer. This is the most professional recording version we do. I, I have to say, I think we sound nice on this. You sound very nice on this, your lovely voice. And also, this is like the perfect setup to do some ASMR. Is that the say as BDSM? This is, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> what is BDSM? Um, it's like... Um, Sadomaxa. Yes, magic, that kind of magic. stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's different. What then. does it stand for? So, I don't know, BD. must be something dominant. Dominant. Sadomasochism. What's the first word? Bondage, dominance, sadomasochism. Yes! I knew you would know. Yes! Yes! Edgy, that's what you are. Yes. Um, (laughs) ASMR (laughs) is that woman that goes... Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Bob Ross had a bit of that going on, didn't he, with his voice? Yeah, ASMR, yeah, totally. I watched Bob Ross for a while. I might have a little go at that. He was so relaxing. I want to do some art with you with Bob Ross. Let's do one then. You've got an Apple Pencil, right? Hmm? Yes. You've lost it, haven't you? I don't know where it is. Um, I'm going to help you find that. Okay. If not, I'll get you a new one. Okay. But yeah, let's do a little Bob Ross thing then. Because I've never, um, because I want you to teach me and then I want to teach the kids. Uh, Bob Ross will do the teaching. I will. <laughs> I will just be doing it with you. you know, we're in the same boat. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. No worries. But I can show you where the brushes are and things like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your iPad is next to you, and there's some really interesting things buzzing I know. around. I know. Oh, okay. I see what it is now. Yeah. Um, we could start there if you okay, like. Okay. Well, let's do that. Yeah. Great. So, okay. in the interest of us being a nationwide podcast, mm-hmm. and indeed worldwide, mm. I, I would like to try as much as I can to promote various places around the UK for people to go to. So last... You're like the one show. I'm like the one show. Yeah. But funnier. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> You are funny, you know. I, You're funny I always looking. say this by mistake. Shut you, up. You wear funny clothes. Shut, shut up. Okay. Um, anyway, in the interest of promoting um, this fair isle, mm-hmm. um, last week we did um, Plastinas in Wales. And um, this week I went to Liverpool. It was for a job. It was for the new menopause documentary that we are um, filming at the moment, which is relentlessly eye-opening and infuriating and heartbreaking and exciting all at the same time. Just to to recap, so this is a a second part to the menopause documentary you did. Yes, because I felt like the first first documentary we did was an hour long. Mm -hmm. And... We, none of us were really expecting the reaction mm. we got to it. And it seemed to really, very frustratingly, just give us all a lot more questions yes. that we needed answers to. An hour wasn't nearly enough. Was no. It, really? And what's really fascinating is that, considering it's something that's definitely going to happen to all women, mm. we don't know anything about it. And we're literally all fumbling about on Google mm. trying to find out what it means for our bodies, for our brains, how we can help, how we can start feeling normal again. Yeah, it's just been an amazing kind of... There isn't a sense that you're um, padding out a second documentary. Oh, my God, no. There is, like, a mountain of information that Uh, that still needs to be unearthed for people to get access to. There would be a third documentary. Mm, Honestly, we are Mm. struggling. We are, like, we've got so much information. To cram in another hour. Yeah, Okay. great, great. And I think often... You know, for our healthcare professionals, um, you know, they want to know, but they mm. don't know. Mm. So no one knows. Yeah. Like, who knows? Yeah. Only menopause <clears throat> specialists. And there are hardly any mm. um, in the north. I'm now realising that. Anyway, What's interesting don't start for me. me, I think, is that lots of men, you know, metaphorically lose their wives to the menopause. Yes. Or their girlfriends. Yes, absolutely. Divorce I, is I, the highest at that stage. I've just lost mine to a menopause documentary. Yes, you, you have. Know. 
because I go, what are you doing today? He went, oh, I'm away today with menopause documentary. <laughs> so what are you doing tomorrow? I'm away, menopause documentary. <laughs> I think I've lost it to the menopause documentary. I am away tomorrow yeah. with the menopause documentary. Yeah. I wonder if there's some HRT for this documentary that would stop me from going away and doing it all the time. <laughs> uh, DRT. Yeah. That was very good. That's pretty good, though. See, I made a good link that there. That was really, you know? really good. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. I just thought of that. So this last week for yeah. the menopause documentary, I went to Liverpool. And we went to go and film um, a piece about testosterone mm-hmm. and why it is really important to women and um, women's hormone makeup um, on the beach where Anthony Gormley has got all his men in the uh, sea. Hold on. It's called Another Place. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is on Mariner's Road, and it's Crosby Beach um, in Liverpool. And it is so unbelievably humbling. Oh, wow. So it would be facing out to the North Sea, right? Mm -hmm. And... Um, No. Where is it? The Irish. The the Irish Irish Sea. sea. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Right. North's on the other side, mm. isn't it? Suffolk. Yeah, well. Um, yes, yeah, so it's facing out to the RSC. Yeah. It was a kind of hostile winter day, mm. very stormy with clouds, with breaks in the cloud where shafts of light would come pouring out onto mm-hmm. the beach, but the sea was kind of angry. And there are a hundred men, kind of iron metal figures, mm-hmm. cast iron, they're life-size. They're standing in the sea. Um, but what they, they do is they stand in the sand and then the sea comes in and then they become totally submerged. Oh, they do go and then completely underwater. They come out. Yes. So well, some of them, them emerge, do. Yeah. Most of them do. Yeah. So while we were there, the tide was coming in. Mm-hmm. We saw all hundred. Oh, wow. The, all a of hundred them. of them. Yes, but they go for miles, like a mile down wow. the beach. They're all... They are 650 kilos each. Jeez. And they're casts of actually Anthony Gorman's body. Okay. And they all look out to sea and they're all staring at the horizon. It's very haunting mm-hmm. in kind of waiting yeah. for something to happen. Okay. And it, and it basically, he says that it kind of harnesses the ebb and flow of the tide to explore man's relationship with nature. Yeah. And that the seaside is such a good place to do this, which I really believe in. It's also a place for the possibility of change. I think people often go to kind of contemplate at the beach and to, to feel there's something about tides mm-hmm. coming and going that you can something can be gone and then new can mm. come back in. It's a really... Like a renewing. Yes, and it was mm-hmm. haunting and brilliant. They're doing some work on them at the moment, so there mm. might not be, when you go, you might think, hang on a minute, I've only counted 99. Yeah, OK. Um, yeah. There might not be the full 100. So, do you know anything about how they're installed? Because presumably they'd have to go so deep so they don't fall over. Well, I did have a look at Anthony Gormley's um, website, mm-hmm. which you have to, have to go and look at. It's just anthonygormley.com and even just the pictures that come up on his opening page they are fascinating and I think it is the pure way I don't think they are there full time I think they move I'm not sure there can you see that oh wow yeah okay I can't go back can you not can you swipe Um, I don't think I can but Um, so there must be a huge like plinths of concrete that go straight into the ground but I wonder how deep they go I'd be fascinated to know so while you are mm-hmm. at Liverpool yeah. going to Crosby Beach to go and mm-hmm. have a look at Anthony Gormley's Another Place, I want you to go and visit um, at Burbo Bank, mm-hmm. Hall Road West, Waterloo, Liverpool. Um, it's Honest Coffee and it's um, at Another Place, Mobile Coffee and Food, serving mm-hmm. the best coffee, tea and freshly cooked sweet and savoury crepes. I'm telling you, they are not lying. I went there mm-hmm. and um, had a coffee which was unbelievably good, but also lovely people, great for a chat. Mm-hmm. And because he told me about his business, mm-hmm. and I really, really like this guy so much. He's called Ian. 
so it was born out of listen to this is such a nice story because I always think the story behind somebody's business you can tell how much yeah. they love their business and how much effort they put into it was born out of my passion for great tasting coffee during the COVID pandemic over the last couple of years. Whilst working from home, staring out of my home office window, I spent perhaps too long looking at the hypnotic effect of the sea, daydreaming of another way of life, rather than staring at a computer, drafting emails, writing reports and stuck on Zoom calls. I worked for almost 30 years in the entertainment industry, primarily in venues, but as lockdown strangled that industry, I took the opportunity to break out and my business, Honest Coffee, was born. Oh, great. You know, there's so many yeah. amazing businesses that have been born out of this mm. pandemic. We've been at Burbo Bank um, by the Iron Men since April 2021, almost a year. It's been the best and most rewarding experience um, my team and I have ever had. We only sell the best freshly roasted has been, which is the name of the company, mm-hmm. coffee, using the best equipment on the market, which, by the way, is... La Marzocco. Oh, okay. And whilst it's very much a labour of love, there's nothing more satisfying than seeing people's faces when they drink our coffee in such a remote location mm-hmm. and are very surprised it isn't the type of tar served up in places like Stub- Starbucks. <gasps> All our food is freshly prepared and cooked to order. Um, crepes and toasties, which is what you want on the beach, mm, right? I love a savoury um, crepe. Sweet or savoury fillings. But also they had soup, like mm-hmm. hot soup, so you could take a cup of soup onto the beach which looked really good, made by their executive um, chef, who's one of the barista's dad. And um, cakes. The cakes are all made by Kaz's Kitchen, which is a local business. And there are no artificial ingredients or preservatives. And I didn't have any because they were extremely sweet. But our crew absolutely loved them. So go down to um, the beach in Liverpool to see Anthony Gormley's Another Place and then have an, a coffee, an honest coffee. You will not regret it. You know, even if you live half an hour away from that, it's a quite a nice day out, isn't it? Nip there on a Sunday oh, or something like I that. mean, on, for a Sunday walk, mm. absolutely amazing. So beautiful. I think what I but, like about it is that um, it is a really interesting combination of culture and nature. Mm. And... You know, culture's one way of trying to dealing with nature, I suppose, because nature's so brutal and difficult mm. and, you know, causes all sorts of problems from illnesses and, you know, storms and all of that kind of mm. stuff. But when you bring, I guess, a piece of culture that's man-made into that environment, there's just something magical about those two things working together. Mm. I mean, um, I, d- I, didn't, I don't know how much you know about Anthony Gormley. Well, he was a big feature on the culture show that used to be a big... BBC Two thing I used mm. to watch all the time because mm. they used to have lots of really interesting um, interviews and stuff like that on. But and then Stuart Lee did a big piece on how the the culture show they'd built the culture around Anthony Gormley. Mm. <laughs> he was offended that they hadn't built it around him, you know. So he was always slight derogatory about Anthony Gormley. But I loved the culture show because of him in many ways, you know. Because I, I mean, I only know mm. um, a few pieces of his work, I'm mm. embarrassed to say. Um, and obviously, Angel of the North was one of the mm. most um, humbling. Is that his? But yeah, pieces no, of that. sculpture okay. I think I've ever seen. I think it is. But I didn't, I didn't know about his drawing um, and about all of his other projects. He's got amazing projects going around the world. Um, he's got one called Matrix, which looks absolutely fascinating, oh, which wow, is kind of yeah. just cubes of, of wire and... Um, quite a few. I mean, the best way I could describe it is it looks a little bit like Minecraft. I'm really sorry, Anthony Gormley, to talk about that. But some of his sculptures are very um, cuboid. Yeah. And, um, mm. But they are all huge and haunting and thought-provoking and tactile and feely. Like, I want to, f- like, feel them and kind of... I don't know, they're just, they're, he's amazing. So he's well worth a visit onto his um, site to go and have a look. Wow, at, God, that's nice. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. So this is called Domain Field. It was from 2013. Mm. And it is a series of human-shaped figures mm. in a room, but they're made up of, they're like ghost-like, mm. uh, made up of sort of small wires. I'm always fascinated by, like, the production of art. Um, what's that angel, angel of, the of the north? Yeah, is the, and actually the um, sorry, just very quickly, right. the um, another place in Liverpool is there full time. 
Yeah, I'm always amazed at what's acceptable for an artist to, to to allow other people to create their art. So a lot of people will have assistants and people that he does generate the art because he couldn't possibly make no. all of those figures. No, or cast yeah. all of those. I mean, he obviously sat for himself. Mm. He, he modelled him. Yeah. The men are modelled on him, but he would have to have a team of people modelling casting him. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just always fascinated because Hurst is another one where he seems to have a team of people producing art for him mm. and I think well where do you draw the line mm. at that then um, draw the line yeah um, I think Richard Bacon's got some things from Damien Hurst where he's just done a doodle for him you know and signed it on a napkin or whatever I was thinking I would love that that would be Ra- what great, rather than something somebody else has created yes, in the name of Damien Hurst Christie's or something that maybe mm. an assistant actually did the vast majority mm. of so if you're listening Damien Hurst if you can just do me something on a server yeah I'd be delighted um but it looks great. The website's really nice it's as well. Fascinating. Yeah. And also, I think if you have a child uh, at art school or mm. as a student, I mean, that obviously they probably study Anthony Gormley, but it's just um, a really good place yes. to go and get inspired. Mm-hmm. Great. And so, thank you, Liverpool. Liverpool is an amazing centre for culture. It is well worth a four day trip, mm-hmm. I would say. I stayed at the Hope Hotel. I've stayed there a few times. We filmed yeah. some long lost family there. It's a very, very nice hotel. Oh. Um, the beach was amazing. Obviously, it's got where Richard and Judy used to film this morning mm-hmm. um, at the bay, and the, the Tate Gallery's there. Mm-hmm. So that it's just full of unbelievable culture. And there is something so exciting about seeing the liver birds on the live yeah. on the liver building. I used to work in um, Southport, so I used to go to Liverpool all the time for nights. Oh, really? Me and Gary Spencer. Giving it large. Um, Who was Gary Spencer? Gary Spencer worked for, for Gary. He owned a salon in, in Southport and one in Bootle and Crosby and a few other places around Liverpool. So uh, I know the area very well. <laughs> I'm laughing so because funny. of so Why? many horrific stories. That, so many horrific memories. Yeah. I remember him uh, scooping me up after I was sick into the doorway of the Early Learning Centre. Um, that would have been a really good Instagram post. A young man learning to drink alcohol while being sick at the early learning centre door. Um, okay, first of all, we're going to try some of these cordials. So Fitzpatrick oh, sent us a box of cordials. I mean, just to recap, the Fitzpatrick cordials were introduced to us by Tony Parr. Tony. He got these at Lake Districts, probably in booths or something like that. Aye. And uh, he brought this one down, which was lime, cucumber and mint, I think it was. And he said, just try this. And I was like, I was a bit Lord. like, also, can I just yeah. say, that does not sound mm. good. But we were yeah. so surprised. Yeah. Cucumber. So like, There's something about watery about cucumber that I just think, well, oh. D- just to clarify for people, the, what I like is a really watery cordial. So I don't like a sweet one at all. I like m- to taste more water than actual cordial. Oh, do yeah, you? Yeah. So I love what? Robinson's Barley Water. Bar- is it Robinson's Barley Squash? So the original barley one. So not the one with no added sugar or anything. And the original bottle, that's my favourite, but very watery. The lemon one or the orange watery. one. Watery. Yeah. I so like what- it really sweet. Yeah. But you are sugar crazy, yeah, I right? I mean, Even though I've given it up, yeah. it's terrible. Okay, can you sample one of these? I've got yes. a couple of these. You'll be all right to do that. I'm just yeah, oh, yes. I mean, God, I'm not that up to okay. it. Okay, so the first one. Yeah. I brought a, a tray up here. Yeah. So Michael's um, gone off to go and, yeah, so uh, do, to the tray I'm do that the he bought. Lime, cucumber, and mint one first. Got lime, cucumber, and mint. Um, so, do you know what? I instantly thought when, when I tried this one. My God, that's a bit sweet. It won't be for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> What I thought instantly is how nice this would be with some vodka in it. The smell. It's really good, isn't it? Mm. It's the mint, I think. It instantly kind of feels like mojito-ish. Yeah, you're right. That is really sweet. That's a bit sweet, isn't it? Yeah. Nice though, right? But it's fresh. It's got a very fresh flavour to it. Can you pass me the bottle? Yeah. (laughs) Pass me the bottle. I've heard that before. I really like that. Mm. Do you know what I don't like? Go on. It's got no added sugar. Oh, have we got the no added sugar ones? Uh, so okay. I can taste the sweetness. Okay. I think I'd rather have it with sugar. Yeah. So I had this one last night. This was good. This was clementine and bergamot. Can I say, though, that that is a very... The, the lemon, cucumber and mint is a fantastic mm. 
fresh. That's really fresh as well. Which one that's is this? Really, so that's um, a clementine orange with bergamot. Oh, that's an interesting combo. Yeah, isn't it? It tastes wow. like a grown-up drink, basically, but also like a... Yeah, but like with some ice in it. Mm. I would be very happy to drink that sort of, you know, if you guys were all drinking booze and I wasn't drinking, yes. which I don't, obviously. Oh, mm. that's a nice one. So this is English elderflower and Bramley apple. Oh, yeah. Oh, I tried that. Oh, now that's interesting because that it's looks exactly like clear. water. Mm. Could you pass me all the bottles while you finish? Yeah, of course. So um, I'll give you the Bramley apple one. Oh! Is that nice? Good God. See, that with sparkling water. Oh, but what's interesting nice. is none you of these have got with. any sugar in. No. They must have sent us maybe um, the no sugar ones. Wow. Um, wow, the English elderflower and Bramley apple's awesome. And then this one I wanted to taste, really, uh, which is sour cherry. I really like, like, sour things. I hate cherry. Um, and I love, like, cherry yogurts and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yes, I like that one. So this is sour cherry, red grape and hibiscus. Okay, I'm putting it to my lips. You don't like it? I haven't tried it. (laughs) <laughs> I don't like cherry. Do you not? Oh, well, you won't like it then. But I really like this one. Oh. Mm. Oh. Oh. Oh, hang on a second. Oh, no, it's quite nice. Oh, I'm surprised. Oh, are you? I'm really surprised. Mm. Okay, yeah, well. And can I just say, I was mm. a bit like, oh, it's going to have sugar in it. None of them have got None sugar, have sugar in, in them. Yeah. I think the lemon cucumber one, I may have been a bit harsh on it, but the apple elderflower yeah. is amazing and the cherry is amazing. Mm. It is very good indeed, isn't it? So, first of all, thank you, Fitzpatrick, for sending us these things. And this is where we learned about sugar the, free. The alcohol. I can't believe it. The alcohol Sorry. free bar. What was that called? Yes. The Temple Bar. No. Temple. It is, yeah. Tempest. Temple Bar's in Dublin. Oh. Can't be that. But um, someone uh, very kindly sent us some information about these bars that just sell non-alcoholic drinks. Yeah. Um, and Fitzpatrick owns one of these places in in the north somewhere. But wow, they're really, really nice. And thanks for sending them in. We love them. Very, very nice. I would put some sparkling water in there as I well. I would, spa- would really and nice. sparkling and ice. Oh, yeah, ice. I mean, and, you know, like, with yeah. a sort of bit of mint mm. in the... The lemon cucumber one, or a, a oh, yeah. slice of mint. orange yeah, in the, yeah. you know, like really pimp it up, yeah. cocktail it. Yeah. So um, I was looking for something to watch the other night. I was yeah. sat with Joel, bumbling around, looking on Netflix, mm. and then they put Lego Batman on Netflix. Now you've never seen Lego Batman. Well, can I just say mm. I came in for mm. sort of a minute, sat down. And I wasn't really watching because I'd missed, mm-hmm. you know, 40 minutes of, of it or whatever. So I was on my phone, but I kept hearing lines. Mm. And without even any context whatsoever, I was guffawing. Yeah. It's so It's such a funny, funny. Yeah. I mean, I was amazed. Me and the kids went to see the cinema when it came out in, I think, 2017. And we loved the first Lego movie, um, which was Chris Pratt playing Emmett. The, the, the Lego character. I just thought it was hilarious. Really well written, animated brilliantly, and super funny. Like one of the very few things you can really watch with your kids, and there's loads in it for adults, loads in mm. it for kids, and everybody laughs. And I remember thinking, God, Lego have hit the nail on the head with this. It's absolutely brilliant. And then Lego Batman came out, and I thought, oh, well, I don't know about Is it going to be as funny? Yeah, and it's not Chris Pratt anymore, but it was Will Arnett. Now, me and the kids both love. What is what's he in? Arrested, Arrested Development. Yeah, he plays Job, a magician. Uh, right. He's one of the brothers. He's um, J- Jason Bateman's brother uh, in this. And mm. there's also another uh, chap in um, Arrested Development called George Michael Jr. Who's, <laughs> 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 uh, by the way, if you've not watched Arrested Development, you, that's something well worth watching. Um uh, uh, and it's a character, uh, an actor called Michael Serra, and and Will Arnett plays Batman. Michael Serra plays Robin. Uh, Ralph Fiennes played Alfred, the mm. uh, the butlers. Zach Galifianakis. 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 He plays the Joker. There's loads of brilliant cameos in there. Uh, Conan O'Brien. Um, 
and God, there was Eddie, it's a, it's Ed, a, Eddie Izzard. You know, it can make or break Jonah Hill yeah. a a comedy mm. animation. Mm. The voiceover is everything. Yeah, everything. And he does it all the way through it. And and it opens. You've not seen the opening. Film, no. He goes. He goes. Black. All great movies start in black. And then some credits go on the black. And then it just goes on like that, you know. But he's just really, really funny. So um, it rates... And the tone has to be spot on. What does it rate, mm, sorry? It's 7.3 on IMDb. I think that's low. Yeah, me too. It I feels low for the quality of comedy. It could be higher. And, of course, um, there is um, a Robin character in it. And, and oh, my God. Robin gets accidentally adopted by Batman. That Batman is... Batman doesn't mean to adopt him. He gets really stuck funny. With Robin. And then there's this funny thing where he says, OK, Robin, we've got to get you an outfit. And he goes to... He goes, they have dress-up time, a bit like me and you. <laughs> go, Don't you know, tell everyone. Dress-up time. <laughs> and they go and try on outfits and Batman puts on all these different Batman outfits from the past. And then Robin finds one called Rastaman. And it's a reggae outfit oh with dreadlocks God. and everything. Oh, my God. And he puts it on and Batman goes, no way, you're not wearing that, dude. <laughs> so he takes off the dreadlocks and all the rest of it. But that becomes Robin's outfit. Robin's outfit is red, gold and green. Oh, my God. And it's got an R on it, which is actually for Rastaman, oh not Robin. Oh, you know? my God. So there's, just, no. yeah, so there's just this brilliant bit of the birth of Robin that you don't really know much about. But Batman just wants to take the credit for everything. I mean, he's so alpha male, it's unbelievable. But there's a great bit where the Joker says, you know, I'm your greatest enemy, Batman. And he goes like, what? And he goes, you know, I'm the enemy you fear the most. I'm your greatest enemy. And he goes, uh, no, you're not. You're not my greatest enemy, you know. Joker goes, what? And he goes, I don't even think about you. I don't think about you at all. <laughs> and the Joker goes, what? What am I without you? You know, like, why don't you feel me? You know, it's just this brilliant childish kind of humour wrapped up in it all. That's just, it's just really, really good. So if you're, if you're a couple, yeah. you know, you don't need kids to watch this film. No, it is, so it is really funny. And if you know anything about superhero movies, <clears throat> Superman's in it. And all the other DC kind of heroes are in it. All the baddies are in it. I mean, it is an adult. <clears throat> it is an adult <clears throat> film. Yeah. Often, I would say yeah. um, that it would get the the comedy would get lost on a child. Yeah, and like this. What just, do you think? Would it? Um, no, I don't think so. Because if you've got a rough idea of the story, so like one of the the little lines is there. The Joker says, "Hold on a sec. Are you trying to tell me that Bruce Wayne is Batman's roommate?" Like they can't work out the fact that they're two people. Nobody can. Not even Robin. He thinks he's been a. He thinks he's been adopted by two dads, you know. So there's just, there's lots of that kind of funny, silly stuff in it that you kind of go, oh, God, this is quite good. Like, yes. They think this or they think that. Yes. You know? And Batman's trying to bury his feelings all the time because his parents have been killed. Mm. Um, so there's actually loads of really interesting emotion Pathos. in it as well where mm. he's trying to pretend he's not hurting and he's hurting all the time. Mm. And he keeps looking at pictures of his parents oh, and everything. God. And, and Alfred's always going, are you okay, Batman? He says, because I'm okay. Batman's always okay, 24-7, pure rage. And I'm a hip-hop, rap, uh, heavy metal machine. <laughs> and he just sings. He makes his own songs up all throughout the film where he just sings about himself and how great he is. And he's got abs, but not eight abs. He's got nine abs. That's right, one extra ab. Uh, so the whole thing's just layered with, with loads of comedy. I want to it's, watch it. Yeah, yeah, well, we can. But um, I've just forgotten how good it was. I may have talked about it before in the past, but I don't think so. But please go and give it a whirl. It is such a funny film um, and really well done. Um, so, yeah, it's on the Netflixes at the moment, as is the Lego movie as well, which is also worth a watch if you've not seen it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a Lego bonanza. Mm. Yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I've been watching The Stranger. I know it came out in 2020. I'm a bit late to the party, but it's been on Netflix. And it's the story of um, sort of, I guess you'd call them suburban mm -hmm. like families and this guy a girl walks up to him in a bar <laughs> it's not the beginning of a joke mm -hmm. and um knows his name and knows a secret that his wife is keeping from him mm -hmm. tells him that secret and she says sorry about the noise that's our cat going mad mm -hmm. she says you know i'm telling you this because i don't think you should have any secrets and i think you, you know you need to know the truth mm -hmm. but it all unravels from there. Turns out this girl is doing it to loads of people. And um, I'm not going to tell you anymore because it might give something away. But it's one of those fantastic dramas <clears throat> where it kept me guessing yeah. right up until the very, very end. And there's, there's an actor in it called Richard Armitage. Yes. Who I, I've really struggled uh, to yeah, watch in yeah. things since The Hobbit. Because he in he's in The Hobbit with Martin Freeman. Oh, okay. And I, I'd always slightly kind of struggle to get out of The Hobbit with him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He played Thorin. Okay. You know, main like one of the main parts. So it was kind of, I was stuck in that. Mm -hmm. A little bit like, um, who was it that played, oh, um, Orlando Bloom when he was yes. Legolas, I think. What's Legolas? Legolas. Is this Lord of the Rings or yes. the end Pirates of the Caribbean? You haven't watched Lord of the Rings. I've never you? seen. I've never seen Orlando Bloom in anything. Have you never watched any Lord of the Rings ever? I think I've kind of skimmed over them. I might have seen. You them, skimmed but I, over I don't Lord of the. I actually remember Orlando Bloom being in it. I remember someone with some ears, like some yes. big Spock ears. Yes, that's yeah. him. He's got Spock ears. Yes, I Legolas. Thought it was a girl had Spock ears. There's lots of. They're called elves. They're elves. 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 Not elves. <laughs> okay. They're at Christmas, They're very right? different. Okay. Elves. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, anyway, Orlando they're the Bloom. elvish. Yep. But um, oh. elvish has left the building. Yeah. Um, but he... Anyway, I've always slightly struggled. And so when I've seen something with him in, I've been a bit like, well, I'm mm. not sure. He's so good. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, he's so I, good. I, I think I've seen this before. I just can't it, quite remember. Basically, it's, it's so twisty-turny. Mm -hmm. And... I I generally pride myself with being able to guess exactly what's happening in the first three episodes and I don't want to watch anymore. Yeah. This was really good. I had absolutely no idea where it was going, what was happening until the last episode. Uh -huh. And there are eight episodes. It's got 7.3 on IMDb, kind of 45-minute eps, littered with um, really, really top-notch actors. We've got um, Siobhan Finnanen. Finner, oh, yes, yeah, Sue and Bob too. Who I, I love. <laughs> um, Jennifer Saunders has got a bit of a uh, um, right. a part in it. Paul Kay, who sometimes, yeah, yeah. Um, in other things, mm. haven't like got to grips with, is amazing in this. Yeah. Dervla Kiwan, mm -hmm. um, she's really good. I haven't seen Kadif Kiwan in many things before. Mm -hmm. I'm just having a look at his filmography he was in Fleabag. Oh. He played oh, he Anthony. The lawyer. Yes, he's brilliant. Um, but my my God, he was really, really good in this. Mm, yeah. Um, absolutely hilarious. I mean, I, I've even kind of considered looking at other films that he's in to try and go mm. and try and find him in something else because I bet he was really good. Yeah. I like it when you discover somebody and you think, I want to watch more things that they're yes. in. That really says something about their kind of... Yeah. Their pull. Anyway... It's well worth a watch. It's really, really well acted. Great. And always keeps you on your toes. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, oh, it's funny because, I, like I say, I think I'm pretty sure I've seen it back in the day when it first came out. So author, well, the author mm -hmm. um, is Harlan, Harlan Coben. He wrote a, um, a novel. Okay. And the series is based on that novel. And actually, Ep 5 is written by Charlotte Coben, who is his daughter. Uh, oh, wow. Quite nice. Yeah, great. Music. I've got some music, uh, yes. some playlists. So uh, I follow you two on Instagram. So I thought you were going nice. to say you, like on yeah, Instagram. I, follow, I definitely Thanks. follow you on Instagram, yeah. yeah. You know, there's some interesting posts. I think they're an interesting band, you two. You know, they did this um, 
they did this thing back in the day where when they signed a deal with Island Records, mm. um, they, um, they, you know, they found it hard to cut a really good deal. But one of the deals was that they would get maximum royalties on anything, any new media formats that their music was released on. Mm. So they were selling cassette tapes, obviously, and LPs back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were doing quite well off that, but they had this they had this little caveat in there that when Island Records started to make them CDs, mm. they got massive royalties on CDs and became the biggest selling CD in the world ever. Oh, my God. And Island Records couldn't afford to pay them. Oh, so my God. So they had to give them Island Records, essentially. Uh, so they started to own <laughs> massive chunks of their own record company. But they had this amazing foresight, you two, I think, of always... Being ahead of the game. Slightly ahead of the game. Yeah. And you, you know, when they... They did these huge tours, this zoo TV tour. Everyone mm. thought they were slightly mad, but mm. they created a whole industry almost on their own of doing these huge shows with multi-screens and all sorts of different things, you know. So I've always quite uh, keep an eye on what's going on with them because they're usually quite a fascinating bunch of people. Anyway, they've done um, a series of playlists called The Songs That Saved Our Lives. And these oh, are great. On, these are on um, Spotify. So if you just type in The Songs That Saved Our Lives... And Bono has done uh, songs 2 to 11. Uh, the Edge has done 12 to 21. Uh, Larry's done 22 to 30, uh, 31. And then uh, Adam, the bass player, has done 32 to 41. So there's 41 songs in it in total. The first song is obviously one of theirs, which is uh, Your Song Saved My Life from Sing 2. I don't know if you know this or not, but Bono's made a film, um, like a, a Disney Pixar film called Sing 2. Um, Do you I know can... Sing? I mean, you're insulting me. Yeah. Sing is amazing. Okay, well, he's made Sing 2. Shut up. And he plays the lead in Sing 2. Oh, uh, I haven't seen it yet. No, well, me neither, but it's a lion that's lost its voice, I think. Oh, my and God. he plays the lion. We've got to watch Sing yeah. 1 and 2. Yeah, we're, okay, we're doing, great, great. <gasps> We're doing that this weekend. Okay, good. We can do that. Oh, my God, I'm so um, excited. So, you know, it's just a nice little kind of bit of PR, I guess, around the launch of the music and then the song. But the, you'll love some of the playlists in here. So, obviously, Nick Cave, Into My Arms. Yes, is of course. In uh, Help Me Make It Through the Night with Chris Christopherson. Yeah, amazing. Love Will Tear Us Apart, Joy Division, yeah. most of the time. From Bob Dylan, Empire State of Mind, Jay-Z and Lisa Keys, Strawberry Fields. Like, there's loads of stuff in here. And they're the kind of things that you might not necessarily have in your playlist, but there'll be songs that you yes. know and songs that you love. Mm. Mm. There's uh, Van Morrison, there's Bob Marley. Led Zeppelin. Um, yeah, even Britney Spears in mm. there. The what? Wait, wait, wait. Which Britney Spears track did they choose? Baby One More Time. Oh, um, my God. Uh, James That's Brown. Super. Yes, I know. It's great, isn't it? That. Sly and the Family Stone, the Stranglers, The Clash. So just a really good all-rounder. So if you were doing the housework or mooching mm. about or something like that, wanted to mm. listen to some music, I think that's a really good all-round playlist at Life on Mars. That is Barry. brilliant. Did you like that Chris Martin thing where he played Life on Mars yesterday? Oh! It's so good, isn't it? What, where can people find so that? Uh, was just We were driving yesterday and uh, we were listening to things on, on the YouTubes. But there's a Howard Stern interview with Chris Martin and he says, what's your favourite song? And he says, Life on Mars by David Bowie. He says, can you play it? He goes, I'll have a go. Oh, my know. God, he's and he so good. And he a rendition on the piano and sings Life on Mars. And you just go, oh, wow, like, you can really play. You know, it's just really good. Where do people find it? YouTube. YouTube, Howard Stern, Chris Martin, Life okay. on Mars. Um, but it's really good. So anyway, yeah, just a nice little uh, playlist that you can uh, you can go and listen to, to the, the songs that saved our lives. That was very good, and I was not expecting that, so thank good. you. Um, just while you're I've doing got... that, I just want to do a big shout-out to Cheesies again, because they sent us a whole bunch of Cheesies. Now, the chili we've, cheesies. We've, we've now literally turned our entire family into Cheesy addicts. Oh. We're not paid no, by no, Cheesies. No, but... To say this, we're not paid by Fitzpatrick's. No, no, no. Not paid um, by anybody. We're yet. not paid by anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yes. ever. Still Despite not. Despite right? invoicing. Um, but yes, uh, the, what I like is the chili cheesies either dipped in, oh, shit. dipped yeah. in a bit of Frank's hot sauce, yeah. or with a pickled chili on the side. So like it's a too, bite. Too hot for me. Oh, very nice. But thanks, uh, cheesies, for sending us some more. I'm absolutely delighted. I want to talk to you about Ryan Holiday. We've talked about Ryan Holiday's books before. Mm-hmm. I've talked a little bit about Ryan Holiday, but I've kind of really only encouraged you to buy his books and read those. Mm. But I'm a, I'm a bit obsessed. I mean, I just want you to know that you are still my best friend. Yeah. But Ryan Holiday's really good. 
Okay, it's all right. You're safe. He's Back married. Off. Back he's off, married. Ryan. He's married. That's, that's not the point. So, so basically, Ryan Holiday mm. has got a website, RyanHoliday.net, and he is called himself. He's called himself a, a, a writer and a media strategist. And when he was 19, I love stories like this because mm-hmm. obviously we've got kids who are at the end of their school lives and who mm. are, you know, wondering where to go, what direction, what course do I do, do I go to university? Some some of our kids are natural university fodder, some aren't. Like, it's it's really interesting. Anyway, he um, was 19 years, years old. He dropped out of college to apprentice under Robert Greene, author of The 48 Laws of Power. He had a successful marketing career at American Apparel and went on to found a creative agency called Brass Check. Um, and he, Google, uh, he advised Google, Taser, and Complex, as well as loads of other businesses. He's the author of 10 books, and all of those books are great. You can go and have a look at those. There's n- no duff book in the collection. Mm. But he started a blog nearly 10 years ago, and that's what helped him on his journey of self-education. And what I love is he's not a trained psychologist, He's not a, um, but he's taught himself, and he wanted to write what he wished other blogs would talk about in dealing with life and assholes and how to be self-critical, self-aware, about mm. humility, philosophy. And he's written for loads of um, American publish, um, publish, publishing houses and yeah. newspapers. and But lo- 200,000 people subscribe to his email. And... I would follow him, like you must follow him on Instagram. Yeah, yes, I do. Every day he does a little kind of spoken word mm-hmm. about um, a way to look at life. Or It's always thought-provoking. Mm-hmm. It's always interesting. It's always something that stops you in your track and sort of thinks, okay, I'm going to try and have a bit more of that in my life. So I just can't recommend him highly enough. Sign up to his um, emails, uh, read his books, get on his Instagram page. He's... He's brilliant. Yeah, he does the he did the Daily Stoic, right? Yeah, it's a brilliant, yeah. Um, a brilliant, brilliant book, uh, which I still read all the time. So a couple of weeks ago, I talked about um, the Big Short, uh, which was uh, a movie with Brad Pitt in it and Steve Carell in it and uh, Ryan Gosling, but really great movie about kind of what happened around that time, and it, it helped you understand a little bit about that disaster. But there's a really good um, documentary on um, Netflix at the moment called The Inside Job, mm-hmm. which is narrated by Matt Damon. It's got all the big interviews in it with all the people who were there at the time. Really unearthing just how we were all completely scammed and lied to by the banks mm-hmm. and the Treasury and the American mm-hmm. government and everybody and anybody mm-hmm. who was in on it, really. And it always slightly breaks my heart when, um, you know, you see these politicians in the UK blaming, you know, certainly the Conservatives blaming Labour for the massive financial fiasco that happened here and clearly had absolutely very little to do with us, although we did deregulate the banks. It was nothing compared to what one in America no. and then the catastrophic failure there. Mm. But if you're interested in that subject, The Big Short's a great film I would highly recommend, which I've done before. But this documentary is really fab and it's just mm. a really nice way to spend a couple of hours. The first time, actually, I watched this documentary, I listened to it, I just put it on in the car while I was driving. I wasn't watching the documentary, we just listening to it because it's narrated mm-hmm. really well and it's mm-hmm. very detailed. So this is the second time I've been at it, but um, I'm just really enjoying it and it, it is astonishing. The problem when you've been lied to so catastrophically by an institution is then you fail to believe any institution mm. about anything. Mm. And that's probably one of the, after the back of that, you know, you've got things like Trump being elected and Brexit happening and all the rest of mm. it, that it probably fed into a massive global suspicion oh, about so all I don't trust banks anymore. I, I, banks, no chance, were the, yeah. banks were the safe. Yeah. You would put your money Quite in a bank and yeah, you would it think was. it's... In the this safe. is safe, but <laughs> now I I mm. would I worry about where, you know, where do I put mm. my savings? Um, yeah, I really think about that now. Mm. Whereas before it was like, well, if it's a bank, mm. it's safe. All of them are. One of the astonishing things that I heard in the interview was that the insurance companies did this thing where so, so you you own a house mm. and you can insure your house. Mm. So if anything goes wrong to it, you get paid out. Right? That's pretty basic stuff. Mm-hmm. What the insurance companies were doing were insuring. So, you know, you own some commodities, you could insure against them going bad. Mm-hmm. Other people could insure against them as well. They didn't own them, didn't have anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. So a bit like other people 
insuring your house for them if it, something goes wrong. So if your house burns down, it's not just you that got paid out. Anyone who insured your house got paid out as well. So they need one thing to fall and t 10 or 1,000 people would get paid out. And that's largely what happened. Things started to fail. These insurance companies like AIG were paying hundreds of thousands Millions. of people mm. on insuring things that they didn't even own. Mm. It's just bizarre, isn't it? So weird. So it's just loads of really interesting facts and figures and stuff like that in there. So absolutely give that a whirl if you're interested. Um, let's do a few shout-outs. Um, and I want to desperately talk about Claire Cowles from New about, Zealand. Oh, yeah. Now, Claire, very kindly got in touch with us probably about three or four months ago and said she was sending us a box of goodies from New Zealand, mainly to say a big thank you. She sent us a card here and said, first of all, oh a huge God, thank you. <laughs> a huge thank you um, for starting and continuing to record your podcast. I love it. And as an expat in New Zealand, it is such a lovely treat that reminds me of home. Every week I look forward to it and generally save it for when I get up. Um, up on the hills for a morning walk. If you ever come to New Zealand for a visit, please come to Christchurch. That says Christchurch. Yes, that's it. Um, Christchurch. Uh, Christchurch. And I'll take you out for a hike up the hills uh, where you can enjoy the amazing views. You've been, haven't you? Um, mm -hmm. I've never been. Um, it's unbelievable. It's glorious to the Southern Alps. Uh, I've been very homesick this year with closed borders making it feel more separated yes, from bet. my family and friends in the UK. I haven't seen my mum for over three years now. Oh. So thanks again. Anyway, here is a box of New Zealand treats. I hope they reach you safely. Coffee is a religion here, so I thought I'd send you some of that. Um, there are some lovely chocolate things and popular sweets and just some other bits and bobs I thought you might like. I've also included three layer masks that were made by my very talented 11-year-old daughter, Minnie. That's amazing, isn't yeah, it? That's them there. Um, Minnie, she's probably not 11 by now. She's probably 12. Uh, she's got quite a business going, selling them to friends. I thought you'd like them. Um, inspired fabric designs. You are legends. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm sending lots of love and gratitude from New Zealand. to Keep up the great work, Claire. And then she sent us this lovely picture that's around the back of her house. Where she wow. Looks, God, it's amazing, Look isn't it? Look at that. that. It's that little, Littleton Harbour. It's like oh, it amazing, the Law Hill. It? The Law Hill. So there's lots of brilliant things. Mr. Filmet's interesting snacks, some pink Filberts. gin. And Filberts. What did I say? Filmets. God almighty, I can't even read. Um, these um, things called Jaffas. I like the look of these. That, um, these and tell me about Jaffas. Orange coated dark chocolate. Did you have one of these? I think I would. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of sugar in it. You like dark chocolate, aren't you? Oh, gob. Yeah. Oh, my like, gob. Mmm. Oh, like posh M&M's. Oh, my gob. Mmm. Look at these. Jaffas are amazing. A peanut butter slug. Eight grams of protein. I don't know if we should um, do... Oh, what? Yeah. So oh, quite, my God. I know I'm going to love this. A little sachet of peanut okay, butter. Okay, so basically, um, Pick's Peanut Butter Slug is a... Have you heard of Absolute Collagen? They do this kind of collagen in a tube. Mm. And um, it's, this is going to be so annoying. Sorry, I'm just going to open these because I really want to try one of these. Have... Okay, go. Um, it comes in a tube and it's a shot of peanut butter. So you basically tear off the end of it and then suck the peanut butter out, out of, of it, Like a yogurt tube. pouch. Because when you use peanut butter, I mean, I don't put that much on. Mm. I don't like too much peanut yeah. butter on my bagel. Um, but I am just going to have a go. <laughs> so can I take a photo of you doing this? Because it's, uh, mm. it's hilarious. Is it, are you going to save that for like mm -hmm. later? Nice. Um, and then there's this other thing oh that she sent here. Oh my God, try that. Okay. Mmm. Mmm. Bloody hell. Oh yeah. It's just peanuts though. Like yeah. It's not sugary or mm -mm. extra salt and stuff like that. Mm -mm. And they're about the thing. These are called pineapple lumps. They, they look, look very like, you. They look like actual pineapple covered in chocolate. Oh yeah, I do like them. I, I knew you'd like them. I don't know why. I don't know. It's not actual pineapple, but it's maybe what is pineapple it? juice. It's like marshmallowy, pineapple flavored marshmallow thing. Mm. Can I just say something about this peanut butter thing? Mm. I'm trying not to eat sugar. Obviously, this is an amazing, mm. satisfying protein hit. Yeah. No added sugar. It's called Picks. Really good peanut butter slugs. But I can't talk for the next five minutes because my mouth's mm. stuck together. No added sugar, nothing artificial. You get six of them, the 30 gram pouches each. 
I can't wait to go to New Zealand. You're going to take me to New Zealand at some I point? I am. Because I'd love to go. Maybe we'll go and see Claire. And we'll take her a lot of English sweets. <laughs> oh, my God, Claire, this is amazing. Mm. Thank Thanks. you so much. That yeah. was so extremely thoughtful of you. And we're really pleased that we can bring a little bit of home. And we really, really hope you get to see your mum very soon. Yeah. Um, and thanks uh, to Minnie for making us these masks. Oh, yeah, them. they're so yeah. nice. Mm. We should okay. take a picture of the masks as well and Absolutely. put those on because Minnie, Minnie should start a business. She's on, very entrepreneurial. Let's do a couple of shout-outs here. Hi, Michael and Divina. Thanks for your brilliant recommendations. If you haven't already tried Yellow Jackets on either Sky Atlantic or now, it's about an American soccer team of teenage girls in the 90s who were in a plane crash. The show then jumps to where they are now, etc., uh, it's a show I've never have tried on account. If it, are you still stuck with pineapples? Yeah, it's a show I'd have never have tried on account if it had been uh, being a bit teeny. But my twenty-year-old son only ever recommends shows he knows I love. This is ri- Juliet this is, Lewis. Christina this is Rich. a thing. Mm. Julie Dawn, I think that is a real thing that often we don't look at the kind of teen mm. dramas because we think, oh, it's not really our thing. I watched Friday Night Lights. I mean, it's very old now, but I watched Friday Night Lights and it was really, really good. And it was the same sort of thing. I, did, I didn't want to watch it. It was recommended to me by a teenager and I thought, oh, and I loved it. So thank you for that. Yellow Jackets. Um, Emma Cuthbert says she's in isolation. I know, Emma. Do you? Mm. I hope you're all right, Emma. Um, just wanted to share a few recommendations. First Rules of the Game on BBC iPlayer is a must-watch. It stars Maxine Peake and Alison Stedman. Brilliant actors, so I'm sure that would be great. Also, Sounds of the 90s with Fern Cotton is amazing. That yeah, is, that we is really good. We were listening yeah, to it the other night. 90s nostalgia at its best. It's on the BBC Sounds and it's great to listen to when out for a run. Also, forgot to add, Anne on ITV Hub is a story of a mother of... One of the victims of the Hillsborough disaster. It's a oh. lost watch. Very powerful and heartbreaking. Oh, yes. It's another um, nod towards Liverpool, of mm. course, there. Mm. Um, but well worth a watch and shocking to see uh, what those families went through. I totally I mean... agree. Another total scam of corruption there. Uh, Nick Banfield, you've written as an epic here. Let's, shall we... Um, uh, hi, Michael. In a first-time recommendation from me, apologies if you have had this on last year. We listen every week. We listen as we go to sleep. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, so... We put you to sleep. That's so nice. Um, and sometimes end up missing segments. Anyway, the, re- the film is uh, The Father with Anthony oh, Hopkins and Olivia Colman. my God. So, Can I just say yeah. something? Nick, I was going to recommend this and I completely forgot, which is cruel because it's about someone with Alzheimer's. Um, <sighs> it, it, it was mm. so harrowing. Um, I got through the first mm-hmm. bit of it and actually had to turn it off and I haven't finished. So on this recommendation, Nick, I am going to go and finish it. My dad's got Alzheimer's and uh, Michael and I went to go and see him yesterday, yeah. didn't we? It's it's tough mm. um, and uh, quite heartbreaking. But Anthony Hopkins, I think, just does the most, and Olivia Colman do the most amazing job in this. So it says, um, much of last year slipped by despite him winning the Oscar for it. So did Anthony Hopkins win an Oscar for this? Wow. Mm. It's about a father of memory loss in his relationship with his 8. daughter. 8.3 yeah. on IMDb. Um, it's adapted from a play, uh, and the staging uh, in the film is mm. fantastic. Yeah, 8.3, 98 minutes long. It ticks all the boxes, Nick. Thank you very much indeed. I would like to recommend the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. I mean, I've seen this on Netflix. I keep thinking, who has thought of this title? You know, this is from Landon Snyder. Snyder? Right? Snyder. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad you've recommended it because I keep looking at it thinking, is that going to be any good because it's such a terrible title? It's an eight I think it's series. a good title because <sighs> you, you like, have said it three times and you've looked at it and thought, ha, mm. funny, interesting. Mm. You know, it's something that's caught your eye. That's clever. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Um, yeah, great. Uh, eight episodes, 25 to 30 minutes long. It's a mystery and it's amazing. I am going to start watching that tonight. Let's do one last one from Game. We can't miss Dominic. Dominic's the next one down the list. No, but like, no, but he's the next one down. We can't stop at Gainer. Okay. Uh, Gainer Pringle. Hi, Davina and Michael. First, really love your podcast. It gets me through working from home. Thank you for that. Secondly, I know you both love a great tune. Yes, a tune. Uh, And this will set you up for the weekend, (gasps) no doubt. Miles Kane. Miles Kane. Oh, and Corinne Bailey Ray. Uh, Oh, uh, Vibes. 
Oh, okay, amazing. Sounds uh, of perfect. Mod, Northern Soul, and I think I can hear an elbow tambourine. <laughs> she sounds like our kind of lady. <laughs> Let me just click on the link, see what it actually is. Is it Miles Kane? Yeah, it is. Uh, and Colin Berry. Ray. Ah, he's great, Miles Kane. He's such a great musician. Oh, I'm going to... And he's so tall and lean. He looks great in clothes. He's so good on the guitar. Oh, yeah. Oh, very you're going to love that. Yeah. You're going to love that. Great. Uh, thank you very much. And then Dominic Lewis Franks. Yes. Lewis or Louis? I'd say Louis. Okay. Hey, guys. Loving the pod. New season is brilliant so far. I've cried and laughed along with you both. <laughs> anyway, just thinking about the looming energy crisis and thinking about yes. how people can save on electricity. Yes. Have you covered slow cookers? Well, no. no not. I used to use a slow cooker all, all the, time. the time. Yeah. Do you know one thing that's good in a slow cooker? A chicken. You put it in at like 10 in the morning and you get it out at 5 in the night. Wow. And the juice that's in there to make a stock or a soup or something afterwards is amazing. So he's talking about crock pot. Yeah. Um, crock pot are an old school, slow, cooler, wow, cooler brand. But it's so good for keeping costs down um, and delivering a tasty meal. Um, and also recommending, he's recommending us the book um, Slow Cooked by Miss South who's developed some ingenious slow cooker recipes that will ensure that our food doesn't all end up mm. like brown sludge. That is a, yeah, That's really a really good me. idea. I love the slow cooker. I love really all slow thing. cooked food as well yeah. because it's that kind of melt, oh, God, melt crazy. on the tongue type of, isn't it? I assumed that it wouldn't be any more or less energy efficient, but maybe it, it must be, right? Slow cookers. I mean, that, I would imagine energy. that's why he's... But also, isn't a slow cooker... A little thing that you put on the top of your you can, counter. You can plug them in. Yeah. Or you could put them on, on top of the agar, I suppose. Or, or no, but stove. I mean a slow cooker. Because with an agar... You've got a slow oven. I've got there. a slow cooker mm. um, oven in, in it. Mm. Um, and in terms of energy efficiency, we're quite mm. lucky because our agar's electric, so we can just turn it off and yeah. on. Um, but that's a really that's a really good idea. I'm going to look into the energy efficiency yeah. of... Um, a slow cooker and see if it does use up less energy mm -hmm. but thank you for thinking of us and our pockets Dom we really appreciate that and the planet and the planet uh -huh. yeah what are you up to today you're going for lunch I am going for lunch mm -hmm. um, and I'm flying to Glasgow tonight yeah are you yeah wow I'm doing dawn. do you know what I'm doing yeah go on menopause documentary yeah I know I've lost you to it it's all right <laughs> I'm hoping you're going to get through it. Sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, I'm doing Dawn French mm -hmm. uh, later today for uh, some publicity for Death on the Nile. Which oh, is the film she was with in, Jennifer. With, with Jennifer, yeah. <gasps> um, I'm looking forward to that. But it's quite funny. She sent me some pictures of some curly hair, like some really nice 50s curly hair. Yes. And she said, do you think we can do something like this? You know, because she's been growing that grey hair out. Mm. So a lot of people think she cut her hair short because she wanted to, but she just wanted to cut all the brown out of her hair mm. and go really nice grey colour and then grow mm. back the bob. Mm. So she's growing it out. So it'd be very interesting. I haven't seen her for three or four months. So um, I'm taking me curling tongs. I'm going to try and put a little curl in her hair. So it should be nice as it starts to grow out. That Will book. you love her from me? Of course, yeah. She's a, she's just great. She, she is somebody who, when I first met her, I was so unbelievably starstruck. I, I was with you when you first met her. In the Big Brother dressing room. Oh my God! Mm. When she came to watch Big Brother yes. online. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of another time, but mm. that was the first first time yeah. I met her. Oh my God! Mm. Um, I would have been double, triply starstruck then. But lots of people say, "Oh, was she like? Is she all right?" She's, She's the nicest person. Yeah, brilliant. she is the nicest person, isn't she? Uh, yeah, I, and we, I did this thing with her and Jennifer last year sometime. This um, she did a documentary called Funny Women, where they did a whole thing about women in comedy. Mm -hmm. But it was really interesting when you've got those both in the room mm. together at the same time what are they like running together? through their lines together and then kind of rewriting lines and saying no no you say this this would be funny if you did this so, okay and you feel like totally oh privileged God. at that moment to be yes. in amongst these two real giants of comedy um kind of writing a script and making it funny and, refining and when they it come and together it. magic happens. it really is yeah mm. you know it's just brilliant chemistry and mm. you think oh that that kind of stuff lasts forever when you forever. get it right you know mm. But, uh, yeah, she's a joy. But I haven't seen Death on the Nile. I haven't seen Death on the Nile, but I've heard good things. Mm. I love Kenneth Branagh. And um, and the style of the film looks right up my strata. Mm. 
Well, I'd love to see it with you. Yeah, great. Well, let's do that okay. and then we can review it. Okay. Or recommend it. Deal. Um, have a lovely weekend, everybody. Happy weekend, everybody. And thanks to everybody for messaging, and especially Claire for sending such a box of goodies. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.